With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my guy, as always, Mojo Mutadi. Mojo, we're going to start with Henry Ruggs, the NFL star today in a courtroom in Las Vegas, was sentenced to three to ten years for what was that horrific fatal crash in November of 2021 that took the life of 23-year-old Tina Tintor and her dog. Remember, an absolutely horrific... I mean, look at the cars, Mojo. I've seen this image hundreds of times, still never get used to it. Uh, You see right there, Henry Ruggs Corvette. He was traveling 156 miles an hour just moments before the crash. Ultimately, cops took his blood alcohol level and found out that he was more than twice over the legal limit, Mojo, 0.161. So a couple weeks ago, Henry Ruggs, of course, accepted a plea deal, uh, reached an agreement with prosecutors. And today in court, Mojo, the judge accepted that arrangement. Now, how much time will Henry Ruggs, who was only 24 years old, actually spend behind bars? Well, at a minimum, Mojo, it's going to be three years. It could be up to 10 years in prison, but after three, he will be eligible for parole. And it is entirely possible that at the age of 27, that Henry Ruggs could be a free man and have all of this behind him. Now, before we get into, uh, Mojo, our thoughts on the sentence, and a lot of people have very, very strong opinions on this, Henry Ruggs did address the court and, most importantly, Tina Tintor's parents earlier today. Take a look. To the parents and family of Ms. Tintor, I sincerely apologize for the pain and suffering my actions the morning of November 2nd, 2021 have caused you, your family, and those who knew and loved Ms. Tina and Max. I also let my family, teammates, and those who believed in me down with my actions. It hurt so many. Over the past 21 months, I've searched within to find the answers to explain my selfish behavior on that day. I have no excuse and pray that accepting responsibility and my guilty plea can allow me to begin the healing process and allow everyone involved to heal also. My actions are not a true reflection of me. I'm committed to creating greater greater awareness and educating others about the dangers that driving at an excessive speed and driving impaired can cause. With the support of my family, David, Richard, and friends, I pledge to be the father and man God created me to be. Thank you. Thank you. So, Mojo, we said people have strong feelings about this. You've got a lot of people who are saying that it's not enough time. You've got a lot of people who are crediting Henry Ruggs, especially with what he said in that courtroom. 
What do you think, Monjo? My goodness. I mean, do I believe that this whole thing was an accident? Yes. Do I believe that Henry Ruggs feels terrible about what happened? I do, even though listening to that statement, it just seems so just not sincere. Just a guy that's just reading words on on paper, being easily able to make it all the way through. I Look, but do I believe that three to 10 years is way too light? Absolutely. I mean, we are talking about a death here of a person and their dog in maybe the most horrific way possible, an accident that was caused at no fault of their own, and then they burn to death inside. I mean, you talk about some of the worst ways to go, and that's got to be up there near the top. And then for the family who is just distraught, who never will be able to live a normal day again after an incident like this, to hear that the killer only received three to 10 years is just sickening. I mean, what kind of precedent is this setting going forward? This is barely a punishment. I mean, this won't deter anybody from going out and drinking and driving. Again, Henry Ruggs didn't mean to kill anybody, but drinking and driving, that that's the risk that comes out of this. I mean, knowing that three years in a worst case scenario is going to be your slap on the hand. I, I cannot believe that this is the, this is the reality that we're living in. That this is the world that we're living in, where you can do something this heinous and only get three to ten years. I, I can't articulate this point enough. Yeah, Mojo, I I, I agree with you. I, I believe that he's remorseful, but to think of him out in three years and and that Tintor family is never going to have their child back, and I, I can't imagine. And she was only twenty three. She was a she was still pretty much a kid and had so much life to live. And to think of her gone forever and the fact that he's going to be out. The one thing I would say is, uh, you know, in situations like this, prosecutors and judges in the court will usually make sure with the family that they are okay with the plea deal that's being offered. And if the if the Tintor family was okay and get, gave their blessing, it would change my mind some because who am I to say that it's not right if they feel that it's right? They're, they're the only people here really in my mind that matter. I think going forward after Henry Ruggs gets out of prison and whether he plays football again, we'll see. I would say he probably does. He's going to be young enough. I think he's got to dedicate his life in a really meaningful way to making real change and to making sure that other people, athletes, regular people don't make the same mistake. You saw Jordan Addison just a few weeks ago going like 140 miles an hour. we got to stop this from happening. Uh, these are needless lost lives and it's, it's got to stop. And uh, it's just, it's a, it's a terrible story. Henry Ruggs, three to 10 years, we'll see what happens. There is a absolutely massive card and most importantly, a massive fight about to go down at UFC 292 involving this man right here. He's one of the, not just one of the best fighters in the world, but one of the mo most popular MMA fighters, period. Sugar Sean O'Malley about to take on Aljamain Sterling. You've been rivals for years. Sean, how are you feeling, brother, as we are only a few days away from uh, what I imagine is the moment you have been waiting for your entire MMA career? Yeah, I mean, I'm starting to get excited slowly. You know, now we're, the interviews are starting to roll in. You know, fight camp's not necessarily super exciting. It's just hard work. You know, wake up, sore, train, go to bed, sore, wake up, sore, train for, for you know, however many weeks. So 
it's slowly starting to uh, you know get. I'm starting to get excited. Leave Monday, and uh, you know I'm starting starting to feel the excitement. Starting to feel the buzz. But how do you approach this one, Sean? Obviously, you you fought guys who are rivals of yours. You fought guys who you have no you know prior beef with or any history with. Going into this fight with Aljamain, it's obviously been something that's been talked about for a long time. How, how about that aspect of it, that this is a guy that you got a little bit of tension with? I mean, realistically, he has what I want. That's the belt. Other than that, you know, he's uh, – I don't mind the dude. So, you know, it, it, for me, it's it's business. It's not necessarily personal. Um, I want to go out there, knock him out cold, take the belt, and uh, it's a, it's as simple as that. Is this a, as simple as if it goes to the ground, he, he's got the advantage, and if it stays on, on uh, the feet, then, then you have the advantage? Is that as, uh, as simple a way to break down this fight as there is? Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty accurate. I don't want to go to the ground with him. He doesn't want to stand with me. It's striker versus grappler matchup. Uh, both of our game plans are, are pretty you know, public. He wants to go out there, grab me. I want to go out there, not let him grab me. So it's, it's a striker versus grappler matchup doesn't get bigger than this talk to me about the training and, and i know this is something that's always in your in your repertoire but how about training to not get taken down because obviously you're going to start on your feet and he's got to take you down if he wants it to be on the ground yeah i mean this really has been my entire career uh uh defending takedowns not letting people take me down i've always been you know a, a good striker so it's always been you know, my opponent's game plan, or at least in my mind, it's always been my opponent's game plan to take me down. So, you know, how do we keep it standing? And now, you know, 12 years later from when I started fighting, I get to go and, and, and do this against the best guy in the world at doing that. He, he's, you know, at least the best guy in the Bantamweight division at grappling, taking people down. Um, so it's it's an exciting puzzle. Uh, it's an exciting challenge to go out there and, uh, you know, do prove people wrong. You ever sit back and think about how far you've come uh, over, like you just said, over 10 years since you've been fighting when the, the country uh, was introduced to you uh, on, on the a contender series with Snoop Dogg and everything. We know what happened. You ever you ever like kind of like pinch yourself like, wow, man, look where I am now. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it still feels like we're just getting started. I know I've been in the game for a, a long time, but uh you know, I'm 28 years old. Um, I ideally I go out there, knock out Jermaine Sterling out. And I'm defending the belt in December in Vegas. So for me, this isn't like you know, once I'm champ, I can you know, I've I've done everything I've wanted. It's it's for me. It's let's let's keep this going. Let's keep this moving. Um, let's become as big as possible. You know, make the UFC as much money as possible. In turn, make myself as much money as possible. So, uh, yeah, it's I feel like we're just getting started. Do you think you're even in your time yet, Sean? I, I know a lot of guys would say, you know, in you know lower to mid thirties, where everything as an MMA fighter kind of is is cohesive with the experience, the athletic ability. Do, do you feel like you're even in your prime yet, or are you going to get better? Yeah, I don't think I'm in my prime. Uh, I think I'm definitely improving a lot. I'm still getting better for sure. Um, you know, we have so many killers at the gym, so it's it, you know once you stop improving. Um, you know, that's probably when you're starting to decline and get out of your, out of your prime. But right now, you know, I'm improving a lot still. I still have a lot to learn. Um, you know, so I, I definitely don't think I'm in my prime. I do believe Aljamain Sterling's in his prime, which would make it this much sweeter, um, to go out there and put his lights out, you know, while he's in his prime. What are you going to do with your hair? 
this this is the this is the most normal that I've seen I've seen the hair in a long. Yeah, time. This what are you is... doing? You got anything planned? <laughs> yeah, of course. We're gonna you know get it done Sunday. I leave Monday for Boston. We need it done Sunday, and uh, yeah, it'll be beautiful and colorful as always. Can't wait to see it, Sean. Go get him, brother. Thank you so much for your time, man. Yep. Thanks for having me. Coming up next in TMZ Sports, we're talking to Randy Moss, asking him who is the best receiver in the NFL today. He's not mincing words either. He has an answer. He's going to give it to us next on TMZ Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike and Mojo. Mojo, NFL season is here. We told you last night as we ended the show that we were going to talk to Randy Moss today about now, who is the best receiver in the NFL right now? We obviously know that it was Randy Moss for almost all of his career. He is one of, if not the best receiver to ever play football, period. But who is the best guy now? You know, you've got a, a bunch of real legitimate superstars, game breakers who are, who are currently in the league. But who does Moss believe is the very best? That's the question we asked him, Mojo. Here's Randy Moss. I think Justin Jefferson is the number one wide receiver in the National Football League. I think that the way they utilize him, the way they moving him around, the way Coach O'Connell, you know, was in L.A., the way they were using Cooper Cup, you know, he was a part of that, been able to get that Super Bowl. So for him to be able to be a, a young head coach, to really have a young wide receiver, he played quarterback. He knows what he wants in a wide receiver. He's been on the National Football League. So I think that Justin Jefferson is going to have another breakout season. If there's anything that I have in question for the Minnesota Vikings and Justin Jeff Jefferson moving forward, is the what Dalvin Cook meant to that running game and the play-action uh, passing game for Kirk Cousins and that offense. So I think that if they can move past Dalvin Cook of still bringing that safety down in that box, it's still going to be just big numbers being put up by Jefferson. That's interesting, Mojo. I think uh, it, look, it's Justin Jefferson. I think you could say Tyreek Hill. It just depends on pick your poison, really. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of great wide receivers in the NFL. A lot of young great wide yeah. receivers in the NFL particularly which is uh pretty exciting knowing that we're gonna have years more to uh watch them do their thing anytime you can have one of the greatest ever to do it cast their opinion on a player obviously that just speaks leagues and yeah. volumes <laughs> above maybe somebody else's opinion but uh yeah I don't know Babcock maybe there's potentially a little bias here since both guys have some ties to the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Yes. I tell you, 
we got a little bit of a cool behind the scenes look watching uh, that quarterback special on Netflix. Yeah. That was pretty cool to peel back the curtain there and see how things were going down within the Minnesota Vikings yeah. organization. Great but, show. Hey man, as, as far as I'm concerned, if uh, if Randy Moss is casting his votes for Justin Jefferson, that's that's got to count for like a hundred <laughs> other votes. <laughs> yeah, pro- probably. probably. Certainly in the discussion. Yeah, pro- probably even more, Mojo. Uh, it doesn't get much better than Randy Moss. You know, I think it's it's uh, Randy Moss or Jerry Rice when you're talking all time. And um, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with Randy Moss. The thing I will say is uh, wide receivers, they generally or historically, in my mind, have not led teams uh, to Super Bowl victories. You, you've had teams that have one with great wide receivers, but I don't know that a great wide receiver carries you to a Super Bowl title. Obviously, the Minnesota Vikings hope that I am wrong, that that's not the case and that they are going to have a big year this year. Explosive offense last year. No Dalvin Cook this year. We'll see, uh, like Randy Moss said. That tease really scuffling his last 14 games, hitting a buck 19. Straight away center, Julio gauging, looking, jumping, and he did not get it. Oh, he did get yeah, it. He, did, oh, he did. did get it. Oh, man, you want to talk about psych. Tatis went into his home run trot routine. Oh, brother. And now he has one of the slowest walks back to the dugout. Thank you. <laughs> Mojo, that was tremendous, although some people are mad. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, <laughs> star center fielder for the Seattle Mariners, robbing uh, fellow Major League Baseball star Fernando Tatis. Tatis thought he had a home run. You heard the announcer say he had actually been slumping over his last 10 or, 10 or so games. Thought he got into one, was literally in his home run trot, and then, nope, I got the ball, uh, and he sent them back to the dugout. Not very happy, Mojo. I love the few times in sports when the athletes and the commentators seem to be able to hear each other on the field and in the box. You think you got a home run. They call it as a home run. And then you just present them the glove it's great. with that stare like you're wrong. I got you. And wait for commentary to retract their statement. That was the best part of this thing for me. The look on Rodriguez's face, knowing that everyone thought it was a home run. Right there. I love this so much, dude. Not often do you have that connection between athlete and commentator. It was incredible. Love that. Uh, Before we go, Mojo, we've talked a lot about Jamie Foxx recently. Of course, Jamie in April had that medical emergency for months, was in the hospital in a rehab place. We know he's getting better, but boy, is this guy in the fast lane to recovery. We saw him at the driving range a couple of weeks ago, Mojo. Now he's actually on the pickle. There he is on the driving range. He was at the top golf uh stepping up the level of activity a little bit more mojo watch this this is jamie fox look at that shot put put a bunch of english on that sucker and dropped it right over the net mojo and look at the ball just die here watch this you thought you're gonna hit it back no you're not uh, that's jamie fox who was actually teamed up with a guy who is an nfl agent and also one of the 
top 10 pickleball players in the world. So Jamie out there having some fun. Uh, good to see, obviously, uh, means good things for his health. Absolutely. Well, that guy that you're talking about, the agent, is my good pal Ryan Sherry. So shout outs to him. He you know always this guy? Oh, dude, he's the one that plays with the Gronkowski brothers all the time, man. He, he is the wow. guy that comes to pickleball as a player or as a coach, man. Sherry's always around. So Jamie Foxx in literally the best of company. What might be the country's fastest growing sport, pickleball is everywhere. And even though I have never played, it's on my list. I got to get out there sometime. But uh, I hear it is extremely physically demanding. That's why so many pro athletes play it, you know, as a fun activity yeah. on the side. As far as I'm concerned, with everything that's been going on with Jamie Foxx, if he's able to play pickleball, he is back at 100% in every way, shape, or form. And yes, shot of the match, no question. Absolutely rocked that one. Uh, Jamie Foxx back on top, baby. And I love the way he uh, teamed himself with the guy who is the ringer. Although Jamie looks like he's yeah. very good. But that's the way to do it. You, you pick the guy who is the best, and then your team wins. So great news to see Jamie Foxx out there having some fun. All right, Mojo, we have got to go. We're out of time. Sometimes I wish we had an hour, but we don't. Uh, we got a lot of big stuff planned tomorrow. Big stories, big interviews, you know. We'll have it all. It's going to be great. Absolutely, cuz in TMZ Sports, tomorrow is always the best show since today.